started looking at that outward focus, the more I realized, particularly since we're hosting it at Kripalu, which has, you know, always offered this very neutral, nonpartisan, ecumenical sanctuary for, for inquiry, for transformation. We are a yoga-based container for, for these things. And in recognizing what the root of yoga means, not just to, to come together, to unite, and make whole, but to understand there's no separation, that everything is connected. But this is a call to action, this revolutionary work that um, we're calling forth is the yoking, so to speak, of the deep work within, which is the resilience work, and then on our mats or wherever we're socially engaged to, you know, try to also meet the need for democracy and justice today in the world beyond our mat and beyond Um, Welcome back, or welcome to my Brain on Endorphins podcast. I'm Carolee Walker, author of Getting My Bounce Back, and a freelance wellness writer for the Washington Post, Thrive Global, and others. The whole idea behind these conversations is to learn from interesting and thoughtful people on all things wellness. Today, I'm thrilled to share with you my conversation with Denise Barak, the moderator and curator of The Revolution Within, Women's Week at Kripalu, which will be held Monday through Friday, November 10th through 15th. On any given weekend at Kripalu, about 650 guests travel to the sprawling campus near the grounds of Tanglewood in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, to participate in multiple workshops, each happening at the same time and all focusing on subjects relating to health and wellness. Yet at the core of Kripalu's programming is yoga, perhaps the best yoga you'll ever experience in your life. I've been to Kripalu twice, and both times my focus was on running, yoga and running and trail running. And while I noticed most of the participants in all of the programs included many women, there were plenty of men too. So Kripalu's upcoming Women's Week, The Revolution Within, November 10th through 15th, caught my attention. I reached out to Denise, who's curating and moderating the weekday program, which is for women only and will take over the entire campus. No other programs or workshops will be happening during Women's Week, and this is a first for Corpalu. Why now? I asked Denise. So here you go, my conversation with Denise. I have been connected with Corpalu a long time. Um, I think my son is now 32, and I Mm. came here when it was an ashram pregnant with him, so it's been quite a while. And uh, I've worked here the past 21 years or so, a couple decades, mostly in the role of director of programming, but recently my role has changed where I'm the director of program innovation, and I just love being able to curate things like Women's Week and other conferences that I've brought together a lot of real visionary voices um, convening together in conversation. So this one is the biggest we've done so far. It's... it's, um, We're expecting to sell out. We're expecting it to be the only program in-house, which is unusual for Kripalu because we usually offer R&R activities for men and women. And this is going to be a first-time women-only week. So Yeah, that's what I wanted wanted to ask you that, if this was the first time you've done this. It is, yeah. And it should be a pretty potent space, I think, with a lot of... um, amazing uh, visionary presenters, but not just the presenters. Like, this is an opportunity for us to 
bring uh, women together to learn from one another in addition to the so-called experts. Um, we do have the wisdom. We have so much to offer one another in terms of uh, life experience and, and diversity of perspective. And so we're really looking for a very broad range spectrum of um, participants coming to this. And that's why we have seven different tracks to kind of draw a lot of, um, you know, just different interests in different areas. So we're, we're trying to create something that's very intentional as a way to have both um, really supportive small group experience and then be in the larger field with plenary keynotes in the evenings and then lots and lots of choices um, for whatever is calling um, throughout the day, each day. Tell me about the process of think of coming up with the idea and then thinking about planning it. Because I'm sure you could have gone in many different directions. We definitely could have. And I've, I've put out a lot of invitations that uh, it just wasn't the right time or or place or whatever. Unfortunately, we don't have Michelle Obama here, you know. <laughs> but um, definitely looking at the timing, this is taking place really a year after the historic midterm elections. And therefore, it's a year before the 2020 presidential elections. And it just feels like a very potent time to bring women together to have these kind of conversations. We're at an unprecedented moment in history where Women are so actively engaged and enraged, record numbers, you know. So uh, we've never really held so much power to shape the future. And looking at that kind of time period, it's a few weeks before Thanksgiving. It's There's so much to be grateful for today, even though there's so much we want to change. But the fact that we have the freedom to convene and express and explore all these different perspectives is pretty remarkable. Um, I've learned a lot in the process of curating this. I've learned about the women's suffrage movement. I've learned about the influence of uh, Native American women in particular, not just on uh, women's rights today, but our democracy. And it's just been a fascinating journey that hopefully will allow women who come to return home, each with something completely unique from this. Um, it'll be It'll be interesting to follow up later, I'm hoping, to see how this week of being together actually inspired change. And that change could be just ripples. It, it may mm -hmm. not look like outer big change in the world, like not everybody's going to run for Congress. Mm -hmm. But sure. those ripples, as you know from Kripalu, what happens is they, they, they continue. It, there's no end to that wave action that mm -hmm. goes out from someone's life perspective being changed from being here. And, and part of that is not just what we're going to be awakening women to, but also it's about awakening within ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of thriving, you know, the idea of what is it truly to nourish that voice within, to hear and respect that voice within, even as we are honoring and respecting other voices that are quite different from our own. So, you know, I was uh, when I was reading when I first was reading about the the week, the program. I was struck by um, the initial language and the focus on um, um, sort of uh, the revolution from within. And in my own life, in my own practice, I've spent a lot of time thinking about 
and valuing and cultivating resilience, um, personal resilience, so that as I as face challenges, as I get older, either personally in my health or in my work, that I'm in a better place um, to, um, to kind of roll with it, essentially. And I, I love a lot of the language that you're using to describe the focus of the week. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the, you know, sort of the value or the role that you intend to play in, um, in fostering resilience and then ultimately, I guess, empowerment through resilience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, I, I love that that's what lit you up because you asked about, like, the curation of this. And at first I was really looking more at, there was so much to be, um, there was some great books I read about uh, women's rage, women's anger. And the more I started looking at that outward focus, the more I realized, particularly since we're hosting an Acropolo, which has you know, always offered this very neutral, nonpartisan, ecumenical sanctuary for, for inquiry, for transformation, we are a yoga-based container for for these things and in recognizing what the root of yoga means not just to to come together to unite and make whole but to understand there's no separation that everything is connected but this is a call to action this revolutionary work that um, we're calling forth is the yoking so to speak of the deep work within which is the resilience work and then on our mats or wherever we're socially engaged to, you know, try to also meet the need for democracy and justice today in the world beyond our mat and beyond um, what's within. So one has to start there, and we have some gorgeous teachers who are going to be really um, almost poetically (laughs) looking at this um, because it's their deep work. I'm sure you're familiar with um, Sean Korn, who... uh, Really, I remember Sean saying long ago, you know, if you point a finger outward, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And she's just come out with a book on this very topic that is going to be um, part of what she offers in a very inspiring keynote session one night for everyone, really looking at what it means to, um, to begin within, you know, the revolution inside and uh, inside-out work. It's not just staying inside, it's inside-out. Mm-hmm. But there's new voices that we're bringing in, too, that are also speaking to this. Um, Valerie Carr is someone that is just, I swear, she'll be a household name at some point where um, people start to hear her um, expression of what she calls revolutionary love. And for her, you know, she has this gorgeous um, quote that she's been using, looking at how these times are so dark, and yet, as a mother, trying to challenge us to think about it not as the darkness of the tomb, but rather the darkness of a womb that we, through mm. labor, can breathe and push through to birth a new era, a new future. And so, to do that, we need strength, we need resources, but ultimately what she's talking about is coming from, you know, a place of what she calls revolutionary love, and it's love for the world, it's love for ourselves, it begins there, but, you know, going outward, she's quite inspiring, as is um, another new voice for Kripalu, a woman you may know who uh, started 
a very successful international um, philanthropy organization called Women for Women International. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Zenab. Yeah, Zenab Salbi. She's also an MSNBC commentator. Um, just extraordinary Muslim American. She did so much with that foundation. And she's recently written a book looking at um, the idea that, you know, again, we have to change ourselves first before we can change the world. But she's speaking in particular about forgiveness and really owning our part in what the outer manifestation of our reality is. So there's a lot of challenging mm -hmm. kind of um, opportunities here. This is not going to be just all um, the kind of information maybe we're used to hearing. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some real personal work involved with just even receiving the messages of some of these luminaries. Um, Another night we're talking about um, white privilege, you know, mm -hmm. something yeah. that is really important to address because, of course, we, we can't end sexism without also addressing racism and yeah. all the other isms. And so, again, that idea of personal responsibility, looking at where did we grow up in a system, this idea that it's not just what our own beliefs are, but we're within a larger system. Um, and so looking at that angle there, she's going to be um, speaking one night followed by the Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams, who's teaching also um, the idea that, you know, we are, we are part of something larger in society that is a system that we may not recognize as much as somebody else who's coming from a very different perspective elsewhere in society and how important that is to kind of see with with bigger eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, Jana Long, who's, who's leading one of the main workshops, which we can talk about, you know, she talks about how we can be so blind to what we can't see. So there's yeah. a lot of eye-opening sure. that's going to happen this week, and I'm excited about that because we're doing it in a container where we're providing the kind of um, opportunity for this not to be jarring, it's not going to be uh, something separate from that which is really about the importance of like, you know, our, our core competency here at Kripal, of course, is like, you know, wellness and self-inquiry. And so there's a nourishing environment that really does, like you said earlier, support transformation, mm -hmm. you know, because we need to be, um, how do I say it? like nourished in mm -hmm. a way. One of, one of our presenters, um, Kate Johnson, she's leading uh, meditation for one of the main morning workshops that we have offered. And she had such a beautiful way of, of um, describing her work. She's worked for a decade with frontline kind of activists and, and people who burn out, you know, so yeah. she knows what she's talking about. And as we were back and forth working on the copy for her program, you know, she was talking about how it's really overwhelming sometimes to show up for another's liberation. It's yeah. sacred work, yeah. but it's very overwhelming. Yeah. And so that kind of deep solidarity absolutely requires that we each cultivate our inner resources, our inner resilience, as you call it. Yeah. How is the um, week going to be structured? I saw on the website that participants will choose kind of a path but if you could talk a little bit, just the logistics about, um, you know, how how the week will be structured. I'd be happy to. Yeah. 
So essentially, we have seven kind of portals into the week. You can't just register for Women's Week. You register for one of these seven main workshops, and they take place each morning. And so anyone who's been to Kripalu knows the kind of um, depth that happens in a container that is repeated day after day like that. That'll mm -hmm. be the opportunity for a lot of deep sharing and, you know, mm -hmm. um, transformation, a lot of inner kind of um, experiential work for those. And so we have seven different ones. Would you like me to describe? Um, yeah, you can just um, just briefly, sure. That would be great. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we are so honored to have Angela Farmer here from Lesbos, Greece. Um, she is in her 80s now, and she is just extraordinary. And she's touching on this idea of thriving. She's really looking at how we're, as women, we always naturally care for others. We're helping others. And sometimes we get unbalanced because so much is going out as opposed yes. to what we're honoring within. Sure. So she, um, through her gorgeous, you know, uh, style of yoga, which is a lot about unlearning mm -hmm. yoga and undoing, she calls it inner body activism. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially what happens when you're really attuned to yourself, literally, you are acting from a place not of outer ideals and ideas and words, but from a really deep inner place of stability and compassion and, you know, so that's a lovely, um, that's a lovely workshop that I expect is going to um, be quite, uh, that one might fill before the others just because it's probably Angela's last time in the USA mm -hmm. that we'll have her here at Kripalu. So it's really an honor to, mm -hmm. to have her. And then we have um, a young presenter who's been teaching here a few times already, Alexandra Roxo, and she is going to be looking at through a lot of embodiment, um, this is going to be a really grounded kind of um, exploration in our feelings. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of full expression of, you know, all kinds of emotions, looking at unlocking that power inside, clearing out emotions, you know, and then really building a solid community together as women, um, where we kind of come to a place where there's an intersection of uh, spirituality and then sensuality. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it, that sensual part of ourselves? And she'll be looking at the mystical as well as the material with that. So um, that will be quite an experience. And then we have some longtime Kripalu teachers, um, Kobe Kozlowski and Tony Bergens. Uh, many people know them through their deep... Uh, transformative dance programs and meditation programs, so playful. This is mm -hmm. an opportunity to really play and um, fully express, you know, your power, your truth through um, rituals. Mm -hmm. Tony does a lot of, they both do rituals, you know, a lot of um, devotional um, movement. I think there'll be storytelling with this. This will be one that's just very uplifting and inspiring mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, a little bit different, again, from some of the other programs that we're having. Mm -hmm. Two other long-term beloved uh, Kripalu teachers, Maya Breuer and also Jana Long. Um, Maya has for, I don't even know, decades, I think led the Women of Color Retreat at Kripalu, mm -hmm. which is really just for women of color. So this is an opportunity for women of all backgrounds, all hues, all persuasions mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. together 
with these women, Jana um, leads the Black Yoga Teachers Association, and they're just mm -hmm. extraordinary voices of um, honoring um, the, the need to honor different perspectives. They will definitely be addressing, you know, how to hold space for others with respect. But there's a way they're going to be going more deeply, I would say, into social constructs of inclusivity, looking at um, cultural competencies, looking at um, change, like be the change, you know, this mm -hmm. is their part of their title, you know, like it's kind of like a new paradigm that they're going to be encouraging people mostly through yoga and um, breath and movement. And they're just, they're just gorgeous teachers, so that's mm. lovely. And we have another longtime beloved Kripalu presenter. She teaches all around the country. Um, this is Nancy Arany, who's a writing teacher. And so here's an opportunity for somebody who may not really be drawn to dancing or exploring sensuality or, or some of these other kind of topics, but even yoga. Like this is going to be a writing program. So looking at all the shadows that we carry around inside us, like how can we free them and, and kind of illuminate them in written form onto a page, you know, mm -hmm. so that um, we can create a container where people uh, celebrate, you know, the voice that you're sharing. Uh, it's, it's, she's just a fabulous writing teacher, and what we're looking at here is what is some of the baggage we've been carrying around, the sorrows, mm -hmm. the secrets, and how can we lighten our load with those. So. Mm. That is a very different kind of concept. And then uh, Kate Johnson, who I had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. um, will really, she's a black Buddhist teacher. She works with Jack Cornfield a lot. Um, she has been doing some amazing uh, work, again, helping change makers in society. Mm -hmm. And so she'll be offering the meditation track for the week. You know, just a, a beautiful um, Buddhist meditation um, experience to help mm -hmm. learn how in these times, these dark and difficult times, how to meet it with fierce compassion. Mm -hmm. So um, this sort of, I don't, I don't think she'll be doing yoga in this. It's going to be mostly a meditation program, but looking at, you know, how do we take all these beautiful intentions we have, these wise intentions, and turn them into compassionate action, so mm -hmm. through the mindfulness experience. And then finally, what we did was bring in, again, another program for nourishment, because there's going to be so much offered throughout the, you know, afternoons and evenings. Yes. Kripalu is known not just for yoga, but we have a beautiful school of Ayurveda. We have a lot of Ayurvedic um, programs and healing arts. And so we've brought in Dr. Claudia Welch, and mm -hmm. it's such an honor to have her. She is a traditional oriental medicine physician, but also an Ayurvedic consultant and wrote beautiful books for women about hormones and all. So she's essentially offering, I love her title, it's called Being Medicine. Yeah. And she talks about how, yeah, <laughs> how we can be medicine for ourselves and for others, you know, mm -hmm. because we all, in every interaction, we're either a medicine or we're a neutral force, no no medicine necessarily, or we can be toxic, we can be a poison to ourselves and others. So she's really looking at, you know, from an ancient Ayurvedic perspective, what are the um, ongoing, you know, Ayurveda looks at daily and seasonal kind of um, practices to support our health, but it's all really about also the innate um, 
the innate health, the innate goodness in mm -hmm. all of us. So, especially as we are in very stressful times. Yeah, sure. So those are those are very different opportunities. And again, those would take place like 8:30 to 11:30. That's three hours each day, being Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Because mm -hmm. Friday, our last day, is going to be a gathering of everyone for a closing mm -hmm. um, panel with these teachers who I just talked about mm -hmm. and then also a few other um, things which I'm not going to mention yet because there'll be more of a surprise. Wonderful. So, and then there'll yeah. still be yoga in the mornings before breakfast and there will. Um, yoga yeah, in the afternoons. So the day yeah. is, um, th there are so many opportunities here like you could do different things every day sure. and not repeat. Every morning we will have yoga, and it really does start right when women arrive on Sunday. They can mm -hmm. go to yoga, um, and we're going to have a big group dinner kind of mixer because, remember, mm -hmm. there's no other programs. This yep. is the one is program, so we're going to take over the dining hall and have a nice, you know, um, opening dinner. And uh, and so the next morning we'll have Valerie will be doing the keynote that mm -hmm. night. Um, which is called Breathe and Push, mm -hmm. the labor yeah. of revolutionary sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, And then in the, um, what I'll be talking about that mm -hmm. first night is inviting women to really listen to what's calling them. There are no shoulds here. Like yeah. nobody has to go to anything if you feel you yeah, just sure. really need to rest. Or what we're doing is creating like a 24-7 uh, sanctuary for mm -hmm. personal contemplation mm -hmm. or silent meditation, prayer, um, this could be for someone who's, you know, menopausal or mm -hmm. um, just, you know, having a moment, whatever. It's, uh, yeah. it's just a space for women in the Kripalu Sanctuary. I'm sure you all talked about this because Kripalu welcomes men and women um, in, in all of its programs, but at some point you must have talked about the value in um, making this program uh, for women only. And I wonder if you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, we we do. It's not like this is the first ever Women's Week. We have throughout decades offered mm -hmm. programs just for women. Okay. You know? And and what's the thinking? What's the thinking behind that? Well, I think sometimes some women are more comfortable with other women. I do think that there's something that is powerful that happens when men can witness women and women can be witnessed by men but that's not what's happening here and i think mm -hmm. i think it's gorgeous that this is an opportunity for women to feel they have full voice you know i think sometimes women are not i've seen it myself i've been here for decades as i said mm -hmm. and i think sometimes women do not express themselves in the same way in front of men mm -hmm. and so we're we're trying to remove any obstacles to that here because we want all voices heard um and actually if i could that's that's one of the optional um afternoon sessions that we're doing that's actually going to be so good it's a plenary session for everyone mm -hmm. um the rest of the afternoons you could choose between three or four different mm -hmm. options but on Monday, we're bringing together uh, Carol Gilligan, this brilliant PhD. I'm sure you know her work. Mm -hmm. um, yes, and so her work being about, you know, that young girl, where did we lose our voice? Was it because of boys, men, the patriarchy, whatever? She does all that um, beautiful research exploring all this because sure. she firmly believes that that voice is the voice needed to heal the world. Yeah. And so we have got to recover that voice. 
And who better to have an experiential session with doing that than Tina Packer, who is the founder of Shakespeare and Company and mm -hmm. here in the Berkshires and um, just has done gorgeous, gorgeous work over decades with voice. Mm -hmm. And so even though Tina won't be with us live, we are live streaming from oh, in Oregon, yeah, and it's yeah. still going to be experiential. She yeah. is going to um, have a voice coach in the audience embedded, wow. and we're going to have her on a large screen. We've done this before with other um, presenters where they can actually be set up where they can see and interact with the audience, and so Carol will be there live. And Tina will be uh, streamed in, zoomed in, <laughs> and um, and we'll have a Shakespeare and Company coach right there. And we will be collectively raising our voices, and individually there'll be opportunities for people to, you know, be a subject that Tina works with. That's wonderful. And that is going to be amazing, yeah. Because, like, Carol is somebody who... Um, she talks about in her, in her latest book, which is about why the patriarchy persists, she talks about how political change really depends on psychological transformation and vice versa. And that's, that's kind of like the angle that we're looking at here. Like for there to be change outside, it has to happen within first, you know, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, let me just ask you one more question um, around um, this notion of retreat. And I know this is something that Kripalu specializes in this idea of the value and, you know, leaving the rest of your life behind and coming to a space like Rapallo to focus on, on a topic. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, your approach to this idea of retreat and what the value is of, I mean, you can practice yoga, you know, in your community, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you can meditate at home, but what is the idea behind coming together um, at a place like Rapallo? Well, I think even just the way you described coming together, like it's definitely not a retreat from the world. We're all going back to the world after mm -hmm. this time, but it is a retreat into something very deep, profound, nourishing. Uh, you know, the, the idea of um, being with others, not in isolation, and there are retreats that are gorgeous, you know, in their mm -hmm. um, solitude. This is not that kind of retreat, obviously. This is a retreat into the heart of something that lives within, um, you know, women collectively, I think, that we're going to be accessing. I think that Kripalu being a place where it's such a nourishing environment, there's so much um, in terms of what it means to have not just your meals cooked for you and you're not doing dishes, but to have really, truly delicious food made with love. You can taste it, mm. you know, that is um, skillfully prepared. And we have something for everyone here. So there's that. There is the opportunity to, as one feels called, you know, dive into. It might be a traditional yoga class. We have many levels, but it might be yoga nidra that week. We're actually mm -hmm. looking at ways we can honor that that deep rest that women hardly ever get. <laughs> sure. We're just going, going all the time with kids and work and being active in the community and all of that. And so there's there's going to be several every day a, no, a yoga nidra option um, that'll be just profound sacred rest. Mm -hmm. And um, yet there's also dance. You know, there's this sure. ecstasy coming together in this beautiful thing. We're nestled in just the most beautiful part of the Berkshire. So sure. 
um, one of the things that I'm really excited about doing, Carly, is taking women outdoors mm-hmm. for uh, several nights. Tuesday night is the full moon, and yes. that is such a sacred time, particularly in the Vedic tradition, for honoring our maternal ancestry. So we're going to be going out to do uh, Vedic puja, mm-hmm. which you know will be followed by Gayatri mantra or you know some chanting. It'll be very powerful. A lot of women never have the chance not only to retreat but also to have ritual yes. in their lives. Yeah. So it's just an essential component. I feel through our ancestry of being a woman, honoring the full moon, honoring the new moon. So that'll happen on Tuesday, and then mm-hmm. on Thursday, which is our last night, we're going outdoors again with the Kripalu mm-hmm. drummers and a bonfire for more of a celebratory chanting and dancing and singing. And uh, so those will be great. But somebody could just, you know, take a veil of our gorgeous hiking trails, sure. too, if they felt, you know. Like As I absolutely are. will. <laughs> absolutely. It sounds like you'll be running on them. I will be running on them. Yes, yeah. they are beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So that contemplative time in nature is so important. But then there's also our healing arts, you know. So, like, sometimes that's a really lovely way to ground in a lot of new information and learning is to have an embodied experience of maybe it's energy work or an Ayurvedic massage or deep body work. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, all of those plus, you know, the teachers that aren't mentioned here that are weaving as they always do day in and day out at Kripalu, all of our beautiful yogini Kripalu teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, these lovely women who will be doing yoga three times a day and, you know, just really... um, modeling so much of this retreat experience. Wow, it sounds great. I am so excited. Thank you so much for chatting with me and offering such a wonderful preview. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again and hearing more and um, have a great great evening. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a production of My Brain on Endorphins. Special thanks to Owen Kelly for mixing and engineering and for the awesome theme music. Thanks for listening.